0: Welcome back, listener. I have an update on Timmy. I now have a ghost hamster ice cube in my freezer. He can move his eyes. Every time I open said freezer uh, to get some ice cubes or a frozen dinner out, his eyes lift up and pierce a hole through my soul. I worry about the ramifications I'll face when he finally realizes he's a ghost. I worry a lot. With that being said, this last case was a familiar face and also a very good learning lesson. I learned that somehow freeing a ghost from one place doesn't mean it's crossed over. Sometimes it gives the ghost a completely new place to haunt. I think you remember little Jimmy. I sent him home. He just wanted to be free of that terrible asylum. But sometimes sending a ghost home, if that place was a terrible place to live, Uh, ...can cause that ghost to manifest as something different. Something... ...terrifying. You've heard of a poltergeist. I know you have. But do you know what causes one? Deep sadness. Unfathomable anger. And excruciating pain. It is basically a ghost... ...ripped in pieces by sadness... ...pain or anger... It's incapable of understanding what has changed, or when remembering awful things that has happened to them, can cause them to lash out violently. I sent little Jimmy home, and that was a terrible mistake. I was going through a Facebook group that I joined because most of the people who post on there are having issues or uh, live in a haunted house, and, and I'm always looking for a fresh case to help with. I came across the house in Horner, West Virginia. They stated that just recently weird hauntings began in the house. Uh, It started out small, with dishes being moved, uh, toys moving slightly, and lights flickering on and off. They now state it's gotten much worse. The ghost is attacking people, throwing objects, and has even written, get out of this house on the walls. The exact day they started having issues is when I freed Jimmy. I was curious to look up the address and see what I could find on the internet. Little Jimmy, or Jimmy Wheeler, was a normal child from what I could tell until one night his dad came home and found his mom in bed with another man when he was four years old. That night his dad walked out to his car, came back inside, kissed his son Jimmy, and pulled the trigger on both his wife and the gentleman she had been bringing into the marital bed while he was gone. He then called the police and told them what he did. When they arrived, he walked out onto the front porch, put the gun in his mouth, and took his own life. Jimmy was placed into foster care, and was adopted two years later by the MacDonald family. Hank and Wilma had a few kids, all adopted. Wilma wasn't able to birth a child, and they both decided to adopt. When Jimmy was eight years old, he was placed in the Westonville Lunatic Asylum for fits of rage and acts of self-mutilation? An eight-year-old? Every picture in the archive that had Wilma in it were overexposed. Why would they have pictures in the archives that didn't turn out? It made no sense. Something was blocking me from seeing the images. I needed to try and save little Jimmy, and bring him back, before his soul was lost, forever. I made my way to Horner, West Virginia, where the old home of the MacDonald family was located. It had gone through numerous repairs and changes over the years, but to little Jimmy, he probably saw it as the same. The family that was living there grabbed their kids and took a mini-vacation to get away from the horrors that were happening to them in the house. This was the opportune time to try and save little Jimmy. Pulling up to the house, I could feel something was off. Some evil presence was looming here. Little Jimmy let his soul get twisted, and now he was a terror in this house. I walked to the front door and called out Jimmy's name. The door opened as if he was inviting me in. I walked into the hallway and could see him, but his aura was different this time. It was grayish with a reddish orange glow. I'm here to help you, I explained. His eyes turned from a deep white to a dark red. Jimmy, please let me help you. His form changed from a little boy to a rotting corpse. Bones showing, clothes tattered and torn. His teeth went jagged and sharp, and his voice grew deeper. I was fine until you sent me home, until you sent me to this place, he exclaimed. What did I do wrong? I just wanted to send you home. I wanted to be with my parents, my true parents. You sent me back to this place, the place I died. What? You died here? But, but your soul was trapped at the asylum. I thought you died in that terrible place. He explained to me that he was taken to the Asylum every day by the lady who adopted him. She became Head Nurse in that awful place. She took him to play with the children there, while she was working. And then they started staying long hours, and before long they were basically living in that Asylum. They lived in one of the rooms, in the ward that was no longer being used. Wait. The lady in black who adopted you? Her name was Wilma. It it was the lady in black? She was so mean. She would hurt me. She wouldn't feed me. I got food from children in the asylum. Uh, I was given food in secrecy by Mira Blackwell, Dr. Blackwell's wife. He explained that Dr. Blackwell was a great person when he first started going there. And as he was around Wilma, he started to change. He made her head nurse within months. So... How did you end up in this house? Uh, how did you die here? I asked Jimmy. After what happened to Mira Blackwell, Dr. Blackwell became very sad and depressed. He explained that Dr. Blackwell quit eating. He quit sleeping. His life ended that day, but, but he kept going. Like he was under some kind of spell, but everyone could see him withering away. He explained that Dr. Blackwell walked out of the asylum one day, and he never returned. He was last seen with my adopted mother, Wilma. Did she murder Dr. Blackwell? I asked. He only shook his head yes. What happened to you, Jimmy? I asked. She found out about me sneaking food. She, she told me I needed to be punished. My head started to get woozy. I was getting dizzy. I tried to collapse, and all of a sudden, I was in the attic. It was dark. The poltergeist that was once Jimmy appeared. This was my room. I was caged here. You were put in the attic, I asked? The specter turned his back to me, and the room started to shake. Suddenly, the wall came crashing down, and there was a room. It was small. It was so hidden. There were ropes laying on the ground, and... It looked like someone had chewed through them. This was my home. This was my prison. As he talked, I could feel the floor shaking. The floorboards breaking. Ah, I could see the roof cracking. This was my prison! He screamed. The floor collapsed, and I fell down to the second floor. The roof split. Ah, The windows on the second floor exploded. Jimmy was here to destroy his prison. The more he remembered the terrible things Wilma did to him... The more he could use that anger and channel it. I knew the floor below me wouldn't last long. I braced for that floor to drop as well. The structure of the house was being destroyed. The walls buckled and the house tilted inward. The only thing keeping it standing was the roof, and that was about to give it any time. She beat me! She abused me! She starved me! The floor collapsed, and I was now on the bottom floor. My next stop? The basement. The things she did to me, the specter appeared in front of me, crying blood-red tears. She beat me! She abused me! She starved me! He screamed, THIS WAS MY PRISON! The floor collapsed. I was in the basement. This house was about to come crashing down. Hitting the floor of the basement, which was concrete, twisted my right ankle and drove a piece of wood into the side of my left leg from the back. I was stuck in this basement. I was thrown down here chained here to die there was an area of the room that had been sealed with bricks it took the specter seconds to destroy it inside was the body of Jimmy Willer. it looked as if the brick wall was a foundation brace no one would have ever noticed it had a hidden area Jimmy Willer was still chained to the wall hunched over. he had been placed in here by Wilma and left to die when he saw his bones, it finally gave him the last bit of pain he needed to destroy this house completely. The roof collapsed, and I braced myself the best I could. This roof was very heavy. Sturdy. <sighs> I thought of all my cases and the few ghosts I had helped, and imagined how many more I could have helped. I looked at the specter, and in my final words, told him I was Sorry. I closed my eyes to expect the inevitable. The room went quiet. I could hear Jimmy crying and then the explosion happened. It sounded like an atomic bomb had been dropped on top of me. I opened my eyes and could see a beautiful bluish-green light. The pieces of the house were flying in the air, falling around the house, but not on top of me. I could see Jimmy the bluish-green child that I first met in the asylum. I could also see two other ghosts, a tall man with tears burning into his face. He had dark hair, and a hole in the back of his head. He was decaying. He was at rest, and the lady, with a bullet hole through her chest, she had red hair, a mark on her left breastbone that looked like a symbol, and she also was decaying quickly. I assume this was the Willers. The tall man picked up Jimmy. We're so sorry, son. We're so sorry that we didn't think of you before we did the foolish things we did, Bob Willer sadly explained. We were so caught up in our own foolish lives we never thought how that would affect you and we're so sorry, Betty Willer replied. I took the piece of wood out of my leg and ripped a piece of my shirt to wrap around it. My ankle was swollen. I was in excruciating pain, but I knew what needed to be done. I walked over to Jimmy's body, I grabbed a piece of wood that looked to be a cabinet door from what used to be the kitchen, I collected his bones. I walked to my car, popped the trunk, placed his bones inside. Me. His parents were buried in Heavener Cemetery, which was just down the road from the house. I drove to the cemetery grabbed the shovel I had in the trunk grabbed the bones and the piece of wood that I pulled out of my leg found their plot, dug down to their caskets I placed Jimmy's bones very carefully in the hole right between them Jimmy and his parents appeared I'm so sorry Jimmy I didn't mean to make you go through this hell again I'm so sorry for sending you home Jimmy ran over to me and gave me a, a huge hug. I finally get to be with my family. I finally get to be with my mom and dad. I grabbed the piece of wood that went through my leg. With a marker I had in my car I wrote, Here lies Jimmy Wheeler and his parents, a family once again. I covered the grave with dirt. Jimmy gave me a huge smile, thanked me, grabbed both of his parents' hands, They all three faded away. Until next time, I'm on my way once again to the hospital to get this hole in my leg looked at. It's a really good thing I have medical insurance. Remember, sometimes we get caught up in our own dilemmas, may think we have a way out, but you should truly think how that decision will affect everyone in your life, and not just you. Oh, And I bet you're wondering about the family who just lost their house. Well, there was a weird earthquake that happened while they were gone. It made the house buckle and it collapsed in on itself. And the insurance company gave them a temporary place to stay while the house was being rebuilt. At no cost to them. Remember, listeners, make safe decisions.